Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Shrivel Pod. I'm your host, Jeffrey Lee. We're going to be talking all things Auburn recruiting. Follow along at Auburn Live on 3 for all the latest in both football and basketball recruiting. Where you go? How about you, everybody? Come on in, pull up a seat. We're about to talk some recruiting. This is the Auburn Live Recruiting Show, also known as the Shriveled Pod. <laughs> I am your host, Jeffrey Lee, Senior Recruiting Editor at Auburn Live on 3, and I'm joined today by Mr. Cole Pinkston. Cole, how you doing? I'm good, sir. How are you doing? Fairly well for a Monday. This is Monday, November 22nd, 2021. It is two days after the official start of whitetail buck deer hunting in the state of <laughs> That's Alabama. Correct. That is correct. It is. Cole is our recruiting analyst. Really, really good. Badass knows what he's talking about. Been doing some great stuff on the site. Cole, we're going to talk about this week, and it's a big one, the Iron Bowl. Big yes, game, uh, but an even bigger weekend for Auburn recruiting. I think this season after the loss at South Carolina, once Auburn now s- six and four? Four, I believe. Six, oh. No, 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 six and five. Six, six and five. five. Yeah. Man, what a difference positively recruiting would have been for Auburn had they closed out against Mississippi State had they closed out against South Carolina and you're going into the Alabama game, eight and three, probably ranked 15th in the country with a lot of momentum. Um, But you go back and you look at the injuries and the way Auburn lost these past two games. And, you know, we get asked a lot on the board and I think you had a great response today on the corner or message board on the corner. These recruits, as much as it would have helped Auburn to go into this game eight and three with two big wins the past two weeks. I don't think it's as detrimental. Like the, the, the positives far way outweigh the, the negatives when it comes to this right here. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, it, it, you know, they, they don't, they don't look, that's what I said too on the corner. They don't look at things the same way that fans look at it. Fans, you know, they have a, they have a different perspective. Recruits are, they're trying to go somewhere where they feel they fit in, where they think there's a there's a game plan for them to play early. You know, every every recruit has a different pitch that they adhere to and that they like. And, and no matter where your program's at, unless your program is just a complete dumpster fire, and Auburn's not, let's not confuse that. They're not a dumpster fire. Correct. They're losing a few games in the first year of a new head coach his first year in the SEC as well. I mean, you know, this is not, this is not just a, a, a bad program. This is just a, a, a program trying to make things into a new regime. And the kids understand that they talk to the coaches, right? We don't, we don't have the, the uh, luxury of getting to sit there and talk to the coaches after every game and 
having them explain why they did certain things. We have press conferences, and they don't say a whole lot there. So the recruits have the luxury, and the families of the recruits can sit there and talk to these coaches and have them explain everything and and be upfront about everything. And and that's you know I wish I wish we could have that because I have a lot of questions, but I'm, I'm sure they do and they get answered. So they're they're in a different place. I mean, they just they're they're operating about things differently, and they get to talk talk and communicate and, and find different things out than we do. So you never know. You never know what might could happen in, in the recruiting side of things because Auburn's always got a chance at some big talent. They really do. And talent will be in this weekend, big recruiting weekend for Auburn. But going back to what you said, Cole, about the recruits and their perspective on this season being far different from that of the fans is that I thought when you and I met with the recruits after the Mississippi State game, the two two games ago, obviously not two weeks ago, but two Saturdays ago, you know, that's when you would expect to hear some doubts or 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 some reluctance. Um, is that a word? Reluctancy. Reluctancy. Yeah. From the recruits. And we didn't see that. I mean, obviously the fans were pissed and they had a good reason to be when you blow a 25-point lead. But the recruits are going, man, you know, these coaches got these guys this lead, the, the game was there, um, they just couldn't hold on. And what the recruits are seeing is there's not any depth. Yep. They got tired. Yep. They didn't have anybody else to put in. Yeah, I think one guy even said that. He's like, yeah, if when I come in, he said – and he said when. He didn't say if. He said when I come in, you know, they're going to have some more depth. We'll, we'll be better then is what he said. He's just kind of – he was smiling when he said that, you know. He's got some big schools after him. Not going to go into names on that, but – The point is, you know, they they understand the depth problems. They know which positions are, are struggling. They know why they're struggling. And they think they can come help. And that's – Auburn's – you know, they got a chance to lock a few of these guys down especially in next year's class. I mean, that's that's mostly who we talked to after right. that game. But they're, they're really happy about the way Auburn's going right now from just from talking to them. At least that's what the, the uh, outside persona seems to be. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens there. But closing out the 2022 class might be more difficult. And I agree. You, you just got you're, – you're swinging for the fences if you're Auburn right now. And you, you got some good guys in the boat, right? So you, you you can take a chance or two on some of these positions, but you got to close out well at offensive line and receiver and linebacker because you're losing everybody. Three most important positions left in this class. No doubt. Uh, no doubt. Closing out this class, we're going to say Auburn's got 12. They've got 13 total if you count Trey Donaldson, but Auburn football recruiting, the, uh, the official Twitter account doesn't even count Trey Donaldson as a commitment. <laughs> yeah. So we won't either. Uh, whether or not he plays football remains to be seen. He, that's his plan. If you don't know Trey Donaldson, he is a four-star point guard slash defensive back, dual sport guy from Tallahassee. He has already signed a national letter of intent with Auburn to play basketball. Uh, but, again, still plans to play football. We'll see how that shakes out. But as of now, Auburn's got 12. We'll count 12 commitments in the 22 class. We're thinking around 22, Cole. Yeah, uh, I don't know the specific number, and nobody really does. And to be honest with you, I don't know that 
the Auburn staff knows that number, that precise number sure. yet. They're working towards a number because they've got to find a way to balance this class with the portal, and you know they're going to go to the portal. They did it last year, got 10 or so guys. They'll probably do the same this year, and they don't want to use too many spots so that they don't, in case they need someone from the portal after the fact, they don't want to miss on that. So, yeah, I, I think in the 20 to 25 range, I think it could go that high. Yeah, me too. If they get the guys that they're really after, I don't think they're going to reach. I don't think they're going to sign 25 if there's three or four guys out there who are just kind of, uh, you know, I don't know if I want those guys. There's kind of a last-minute deal. I think they're going to get the guys they feel most comfortable with, the guys they think are elite, and then call it a day. And, you know, Cole, not settling for guys is something that's new to me, at least, because Malzahn, that was one of his – Looking back on it, obviously hindsight's, what, 50-50 according to Pat Dye. But <laughs> yeah. uh, it seems like Malzahn shot a shot with the big dudes, failed a lot of the times, and then ended up just picking up whoever he could to fill that spot. Now, he didn't have the luxury of the portal for most of his career at Auburn, most of his tenure at Auburn. So I think that's kind of something that's new. It's not just taking guys as, as bodies. Yeah, I'll, I'll give him some credit too. Some of those guys that he, you know, were, were considered reaches for him ended up being good players for Auburn and helping Auburn do some big things. You know, Danny he Auburn. had a better track record with those guys than he did five stars. He did, he did. And that's, and look, if, if Harson doesn't get some of these big name guys, you have to remember this where this program is at right now. Uh, and I, I've said this a few times on the boards, and I want to make it clear, is you got people – I mean, you can see that not everybody's bought into what he's trying to do. Right. And and that's that's the problem at most programs. It's not just Auburn. It's hard to get players to buy into what you're doing. That's the hardest thing in coaching, if you ask me. Uh, that's uh, – you, you have to find a way to, one, make them do what you want them to do, and, two, get them to – trust you and respect you and it's just not going to be done in one year i don't know anybody who can do that right so not even nick saban no no he he didn't do it either it took him you know a year or two to get things where they are now i think he won six games in his first year six games lost to louisiana monroe yeah so even even if that happened the point is there's going to be some guys brought in on the recruiting class this year that you might go, I just don't know if he's top talent. Well, he may not be, but he's going to fit what they're trying to do. And if you get enough good players and you get enough people who do things the right way, you will build a program out of that. And that's where it starts. I think that's what I – I like what I see from this staff. I like what what I've seen from the 12th commitments they've had. Um, I like what they have coming in for visits. I like where they stand with a couple of these – difference makers i mean they've got some big name guys on the board that are not only really good players but they they have whatever it is that harson considers that fit that culture fit here at auburn yeah but big weekend coming up this at least seven or eight official visitors you've got you got two junior college guys coming in this weekend two yeah, big time you want me to uh you want me to run the list real quick i'm looking at it here jeffrey all right Start with uh, – we've got l- – let me throw Jeffrey Emba out there first. He's a big-time defensive yep. lineman, junior college guy uh, from Independence, Canada, uh, Kansas. 
if I'm not mistaken, he's from Canada or France. No, he's not from Canada. He's from France. Yeah, France. France. yeah we we talk, we we spoke on the phone and um, we both agreed that it might be best to do this over text. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't understand I, me, and I couldn't understand him. I said, "Dude, let me just send you some messages." I haven't talked to him over the phone yet, but I could I could pick up that there's you know a dialect difference. I, I, I actually had to use for the first time my international calling. I had to put a plus sign before the number. <laughs> uh, first time for that. But he's coming in odd situation here. So he's coming in Saturday for the game. He's going to consider that his unofficial visit because his his mom couldn't make it. So his mom's yeah. going to come in on Sunday, and that's when he will officially start his official visit. So he'll be here Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and leaving on Tuesday. Big, big, big for Auburn, especially with yeah. the needed defensive line. Yeah, and when I talked to him, he was, you know, he was like, "Yeah, I, I, I like Auburn. I'd consider going there." This was like right when he got the offer about right. two weeks ago, and it made it sound like, "Eh, you know, we'll see what happens," but. The fact that they've gotten him to do all of that, he's going to be there from Saturday to Tuesday. I mean, that was quick, right? That's pretty yeah, impressive. absolutely. He's got, he's got some big offers out there, too. I can't remember who all is on the list, but uh, he's gotten plenty of attention uh, since he's had such a big year at Independence. So it's On not- three has not done their junior college rankings yet. They've still We're, we're still building the database um, at, at the new site. But 24-7, if I'm not mistaken, has him the number one D lineman in JUCO? I think he's the number one, yeah, D lineman. I don't know if he's number one overall JUCO player, but he is definitely number one at the position, I believe. Which takes us to our next guy coming in for an official visit, the number one junior college cornerback in Keontae Scott from Snow College in Utah, coming in Friday with his mom and – we talk about those immediate needs out of high school, Cole. You, you, you look at see what Auburn wants from junior college. They they want a cornerback. They want a safety. They want guys that not only join uh, cornerback and safety, but they want guys who are experienced who could be able to come in and help out immediately. Keontae Scott certainly fits that bill, and it'll be big an, 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 a big biz, big visit for him. Yes, uh, and and even if. If, if he comes and he goes, you know, I don't know if Auburn's a place for me, Auburn is still going to try to get some JUCO defensive backs, either JUCO or transfer portal. They've got they, – they feel as though – just like they felt last year when, when everybody was kind of like, you know, secondary looks pretty good. Huh? And they added a couple guys. They just feel like this day and time you have to have at least eight to ten guys that can play against anybody. So they want guys to come in and be ready to go. They don't want them to come in and go, all right, we need a couple of years to get you ready. Nope, they got to have guys that are ready to go on day one in the defensive backfield. Mm. And Keontae Scott's one of those guys, I believe. I've seen his highlights. He's, he can play. And he, he's, a, he's a guy that can do, you know, he's smart enough to handle your zone coverages like Derek Mason likes to do. And he's athletic enough to play man coverage. So that's that's a plug and play guy, if you ask me. Um, 6'1, 185, too. Good size. Yes. Of course, you thought Drayshon Miller would be that yeah. way as well. Anything can happen, but but just looking at it on paper, you go, okay, that guy can come in and play. 
And for Scott, he has been to Oregon. He has been to Tennessee. He visited Arizona back in the summer. They're no longer part of it. Uh, it's going to be Auburn, Oregon, Tennessee, Miami, BYU. He's visited Oregon, visited, my, uh, visited Tennessee. He's coming to Auburn. He's got two more, uh, one more visit uh, to take to either one of the two finals he has. But I tell you, Oregon likes where they stand. I know Oregon feels pretty comfortable after his visit. Auburn was, is going to have to make some noise this weekend. One thing to keep in mind with him, he is originally from San Diego, California. Uh, his mom now lives in Las Vegas, Nevada. So there's really not, you know, any of the schools on his top final, uh, final list could, could be considered going back home. So yeah. he's going he's going away. He's not looking for anything close to home. Um, we'll see how that visit goes this weekend. Those are the two junior college guys two junior college guys we know of right now coming in for an official visits. Cole, read me off the high school guys. All right, let's start with uh, – well, I was going to go with the first three-star, but they're all four-stars. So, yeah, let's go with uh, DeMario Tolan, the LSU commit linebacker. Um, you know, on him, back, back when Auburn offered him, and it was early in the process when they offered him, I think it was February, March – Somewhere in there, you know, a month or two after Harson was on the job, he was uncommitted at the time. LSU was kind of about to offer him. Uh, Florida was in the mix. He's from Florida. Uh, he is from. Oh my God! Don't try to pronounce that high school, dude. Kissing me. Yeah, but Florida and then Tehopa Yeah, we'll just yeah. say Florida. That one's a little easier. <laughs> anyway, he. Uh, is it, is it Kissimmee that, or Kissimmee? Uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll have to ask to Charvin Bell if you'll remember to Charvin Bell. Charvin Bell. Wasn't um, T-Bell. Cody Parkey, was he from there too? No, he was from Jupiter, Florida. He was from Jupiter, although I try to know as least about kickers as possible. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh. But anyway, uh, the interesting thing about Tolan was before COVID, I think he was a – maybe a freshman going into his sophomore year, he visited Auburn. And that was the last visit he took before COVID hit and people couldn't visit anymore. So his last chance to see a school was Auburn. And he mentioned that when he, took, when he got the offer from Auburn and reporters talked to him, that was something he was saying, you know, the last school I got to see was Auburn. And I want to go back. I loved it. I thought it was cool. So here he is again, coming back really, really late in the process, but – I just thought that was interesting, and and uh, you know the the relentlessness pays off again from the Auburn staff. Just getting them on campus, closing the deal is different. But let me be clear about that. But getting them on campus is huge. You got to get them on campus if you're going to get them. That's what I was saying yesterday on the board. Does Auburn have a chance? Well, if they're coming to visit, there's a chance. That's yep. the way I've always thought. Uh, Mario Tolan, who's Fairly quiet on the recruiting trail. Not a lot of intel out there on him as far as where he stands. We know LSU at Orgeron is out. Um, Auburn is trying like hell to poach as much as they can from that class to Mario Tolan. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, there's another LSU commit, four-star guy coming in there for an official visit. Now, he will be unofficial because he took his official visit in the summer to Auburn, if I'm correct. We're talking about Rim. No, no I, I was talking about Trey Citizen. See, oh, he is definitely that. unofficial. Okay, so yeah. official visit LSU commit would be Jadarian Rim. 
the corner from Valdosta, Georgia. Uh, again, another guy Auburn offered back early in the process, February, March, and he's been committed to LSU the whole time. But Auburn's closer to home. Uh, Zacoby McLean is from the school. I know that they know each other. I think he's sort of been – when Rim was on campus, what was it, for the Ole Miss game? Was Ole that Miss, right? yep. And Zacoby McLean talked with him. They, you know, had a good conversation. Uh, it just seems like – seems like there's some confidence coming from Auburn's side mm-hmm. that they could, they could really close that one out. And, and get him, and in my opinion, just from evaluation, he's one of the best corners in the country, and he could play any spot on that defensive backfield, probably either corner or safety before nickel. But this guy is is a really, really good player, and if Auburn could grab him, that would be a great, great sign that they would be able to get players they need to get. So that's a big one. So you've got Jeffrey Embo, Keontae yeah. Scott, Demario Tolan, Jadarian Rim. What else you got, Cole? Uh, you'll have Auburn commit Caden Story. Right. Be, he's been there most every week, so that's not a huge surprise, but this one's an official visit. Um, just locking that one up, it seems Absolutely. like. Well, it never hurts to have a commitment in a large group of official visitors. Definitely not. Uh, Curtis Perry, Ooh. defense four-star hey. defensive lineman from Pike Road, Alabama. Uh, went and saw them. I went and saw their game, the first round playoff game. I was on the sideline for that game. Curtis had on his Auburn gear. Uh, he flashed it. You know, he was showing me his gloves and all that, whatever. I just, I walked up to him and said, how about them gloves, man? He goes, you know what it is. I was like, okay, cool. But you know, that's, that's what they do. Right. Right. But anyway, uh, I think Auburn is, if they decide they want to take him, and I think they do, here's the thing about that. I, like I said, I put him at number one on the top targets on defense a few weeks ago, and somebody goes, hey, by the way, um, Tay Woody and him are kind of the same. I wouldn't have him so much lower. I was like, okay. I, I you wouldn't have Tay, he wouldn't have Tay Woody so much lower than Curtis Perry. Yeah, he's like, right. they're on the same – they're on the same, you know, level as far as we're concerned. I mean, we think they're both that that kind of talent, basically. And in in other words, Perry's not that much higher than than Woody on our board. Right. Um, same okay. tier. Good. Well, Woody will be there on an official visit as well. After speaking he just, of Woody. Yeah, speaking of Woody. After he just calls his Florida State visit, you know, home. He calls it, he says, I'm still firmly committed. Well, You'd think if that were the case, that official visit would be off because he's been to Auburn enough now to know what Auburn's about. So if he's going to go as far as taking an official visit, I don't think things are over there at all. Not at all, yeah. You agree on that? Oh, absolutely. And I think I tried to write this on the message board, but I said, can you imagine the roles being reversed and how how Florida State fans must feel about this? Because Auburn fans saw that he he went to Florida State and he's 100% committed, but he's still visiting Auburn. Like, imagine if, you know, Auburn had a commitment from Tallahassee or somewhere right there near Tallahassee. He's committed to Auburn, and he comes and takes an official visit, visit, and he says, oh, man, I'm 100% committed, but I'm still going to visit Florida State. <laughs> yeah. I would yeah. not feel good if I'm an Auburn fan in, in that scenario. For Florida State fans, I'm sure they're a little uh, skittish as well. Um, yeah. So, you got those two four-star defensive linemen, in-state defensive linemen coming in. 
And I don't yes. think that's all. Is yeah, and Caden's story. That's actually three four-star in-state defense alignment coming in. Yes, and you have Two one else. more. Who you got? Probably, probably the biggest one is is four-star wide receiver from South Carolina. Oh, Antonio Williams from Dutch Fork High School in Irmo, South Carolina. Yes, the him. dude. No doubt, the he dude. Is, uh, he is pretty much the whole package as a receiver. Uh, he's got the moves. He's got hands. He's a route runner. Uh, you name it. He's got it. He's an Under Armour All-American. Everything – this is probably Auburn's – one of their top three overall targets on the board. I'm not going to go as far as say he's number one right now, but he's up there. He could be. I'll put it that way. Um, you know, Darius Clemens was probably up there in the same level. I don't think – I think this is a similar situation with Woody and Perry. I think that Clemens and Williams have been on the same level this whole time. And I know that because Auburn's been just as hard on Williams this entire time. And, you know, you got him here for a visit in the summer, and now you're getting him here again. So that's a big deal. Uh, the latest with him, though, is that Clemson is offered. That's going to be something to watch because that's the home school. You know, that's a dream offer from him. He's been on record saying that. And uh, is it too late? I don't know. Right. Maybe maybe this visit for, for to Auburn is enough to say, okay, you know, I think you guys are a little too late. I like what's going on at Auburn. We'll see. You also got Ole Miss and South Carolina in the mix, but I really think that this comes down to an Auburn-Clemson battle after this visit. I think this visit is going to be huge for him, especially with the atmosphere, with the game that it is, you know, and just the, the effort they put in on him. That's That's what I'm looking at right now. We'll see. We'll see what happens there. But, uh, you know, we're, we're going to try to catch up with him and see what happens. Yeah, he, and he's tough. He's tough to get. He, doesn't, he does not say a lot. Uh, but as Cole, it was Auburn, South Carolina, Ole Miss. Both of his, his mom and his stepfather, I believe, both went to Ole Miss. Uh, South Carolina being the in-state team. But he went on a visit, I believe it was last weekend, to Clemson. Clemson then lost out on Andre Green, who I think committed to Ohio State. Is that right? Uh, yes, I believe so. And so that's the only reason they gave the offer to, uh, to Antonio Williams. So interesting to see. I mean, all, all the recruits by this point know how Clemson recruits. And when they – they don't offer a lot of folks. When they give you an offer, it's legit. It's an offer. So that's why they, they waited so long to offer this kid. Admittedly said, hey, dude, there's higher guys on our board right now. Yeah. So will that come into a play – who knows? Uh, hopefully we'll get him after the game or after his visit on Sunday. It'll be a big visit for Auburn, big weekend. And th those are just the guys we know about on Monday morning. How many yeah. is that total, Cole? Is that eight? I think it's eight. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight guys that we know of right now. And then we've got our uh, running list of unofficial visitors on the corner, uh, Auburn Live's message board, which has been rolling lately. Um, we mentioned Trey Citizen, the four-star running back from Louisiana. Lake Charles committed to LSU. Obvious, obvious number one target for Auburn to fill that second running back slot on the board. He'll be in yep. for another – he visited back in June, and then I think he committed to LSU in July. But Auburn has stayed on him. Cadillac Williams has stayed on him. And they are excited to get him back on campus Saturday. What we're going to do, Cole, I've got a good rundown of the official visitors on, on, on this show. We're going to check back in at the end of the week. 
Obviously, we've got Thanksgiving coming up on Thursday. I think we're going to have a modcast on Friday. Maybe that's when we break down more of the unofficial visitors, any new additions to the official visitor list. And then, of yeah. course, some of the bigger names, unofficial visitor list. Uh, we know, I think I've confirmed with every commitment that they're coming except for Jay Fair. I haven't heard back from Jay Fair, but Michael Riley Ducker's coming from Nebraska. All the other commits are coming to the game, so there's going to be a, a big presence there for this Auburn 2022 class. Uh, after the after this week, now I think on Sunday or Monday, the contact period begins. Now we're talking in-home visits from these coaches. Uh, Brian Harson will get one uh, in-home visit with each recruit. And then, of course, signing day is uh, December the 15th. A lot going on over the next few days. So, and if, if you're missing any of this, because we're, we're, we're going to be rolling it out, man, Thanksgiving or not, AuburnLiveOn3.com. We've got special going right now. If you Give us a try for a free week. And then after that, I think it's like eight bucks a month. And you can't really beat that. Uh, Cole's got uh, top groups. We've got hot boards, war rooms, recruiting insiders. Everything you need to know is at Auburn Live on 3. So, give us a, give us a chance. Check it out. Uh, and then I, I want to, we do have a, our, our message board, the corner is fantastic, man. We've got some great posters. I want to give a couple of how vouchers out to some of these guys at Zuni, at Johnty2104, at Tiger Nuga, at Lover of Pearl, at Crawl Dead Man, at Smoke One, if you got it. Yeah. At, at Bo is great, man. Legendary guy there, brother. And then uh, at Altry AU89, and of course, at Horace from three. Two more at Tenaconda, at Bob Sacramoran, AU, and then McBain with a uh, lonesome dove reference the other day on the on, on the board. Oh yeah, very nice, very nice. You guys, hey, let, me give, let me give one shout out to you. I hear you, Cole. Get in there, I really, buddy. I really like I really like that because I got some some people on there that have have been really bringing some good you know thoughts and comments. Yeah, just a shout out to Jeremy Redding, man. That that guy. He, he knows what he's talking about. I always enjoy his comments. I love his perspective on things. So keep bringing it, man. Jeremy Redding. Yep. That's his username as well, Jeremy Redding. Yeah. Oh, really? I think man, so. Yeah. Listen, big respect to anybody who uses the real name. I love that. I love that. You know, these are my thoughts, and I'm not afraid to put my name on. I love it. That's right. That's big right. ups to you. Big how about you to you, Jeremy Redding? I'll buy you a Zima next time I see you. <laughs> All right, folks. So check back at the end of this week. We're going to go over some of the more unofficial visitors. We're going to check in. Uh, last check-in before the big weekend. Uh, official visitors, if there are any new ones, we'll go over that. Uh, until then, we'll, yeah, stay out of the right lane. I mean, stay out of the left lane. I'll pass you on the right. You're an idiot. For Cole Pinkston, I'm Jeffrey Lee saying how about you. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.